Good morning, family. Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Trust you are all doing well. And if not, I would like to say, Jesus is here to meet you at the point of your need. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, our Redeemer, our Savior, and the lover of our souls. Thank you, Lord, for yet another day entrusted to us to live, to be healthy, to make a difference in the lives of those in need, to provide, to love, and to reach out to the lost. Thank you for your grace, Lord. We are nothing without you, Lord. We cannot move without you, Lord. Bless this encouragement. May it penetrate the hearts of your children to build, to renew, to correct and to purify in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Today we will be speaking about what it means to be Christ-like. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10, For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. To be Christ-like, we need to understand firstly who Jesus Christ is. According to Revelation 22 verse 13, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is Alpha. This is made clear in Colossians 1 verse 15 to 18, which says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. We also know Jesus was called Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. This in itself just put everything in perspective. We have reason to rejoice because the creator of heaven and earth lived amongst us. Jesus came to serve us. Mark 10 verse 44 to 45 says, And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Let us look at the works that Jesus did. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus fed those who were hungry. Sometimes 5,000 at once with only 5 loaves and 2 fishes. Jesus cast out unclean spirits. He raised people from the dead. Jesus quieted the storm, which means even the elements was obedient to him. How much more should we obey him? Jesus died for our sins so that we can have life. Philippians 2 verse 6 says, Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. 
when we look at John 3 verse 16 that says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish and have everlasting life. We realize it is because of this love that Jesus is also called the Savior. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief and that is in 1st Timothy 1 verse 15. This is the very same Jesus who said the following according to John 14 to 12 to 18 verse 12 to 18 most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father and whatever you ask in my name that I will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name I will do it if you love me Keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it's neither, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells within you and will be in you. I, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So when the Bible says in Galatians 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We have the assurance that we can do what Jesus said. We can do it. Let us walk by faith, saints. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We cannot conform to the pattern of this world and also want to be Christ-like. Joshua asked the Israelites, Choose whom you will serve. The Lord laid this on my heart because we so easily can say, I am a Christian, I am born again, I have been baptized. But what does Galatians 3 verse 27 says? For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So when we are clothed with Christ and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, why do we still conform to the pattern of this world? The Bible says in Romans 6 verse 1 to 4, 4, um, to 4 What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. That Jesus as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life.
the question remained then are we doing the works that jesus did and how can we do it the following scripture is in ephesians 6 verse 10 to 18 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints what we all must remember is these verses are not merely there for us to pray it over our lives but it is there to apply in our lives the last two verses um scriptures that i would like to bless um you with saints is in first john 2 verse 28 And now little children abide in him that when he appears we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And Philippians 1 verse 6 being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Be blessed family have a beautiful day further.